Hello, friends, and welcome. Welcome to the back end is bringing you all the ins and the outs from the great game, the great game of tennis. Here we cover each tennis slam, and still we are unafraid to slam tennis. My name is Lightning, and with me a man for whom it's taken a pandemic to have actually been found to be in some ways positive. Cat is what gives. Lightning, uh, it, I come to you with no sense of joy. I know it's been a while since we've had an episode together, and... Um it just feels like tennis is dead. I don't want to overreact. I hate to be alarmist, <laughs> but the sport of tennis is on its deathbed. And it's not because it just shook hands with Novak Djokovic last weekend. <laughs> it's far more dire circumstances, my friend. I'm worried. I feel like this sport that we love, that we hold so dearly, Lightning, I feel like it's just crumbling before our very eyes. And... Um, it's going to be a pretty depressing episode. So if you want to just fast forward to the end, um, <laughs> and I say that just so that we still get the download count for our major sponsors out there, uh, <laughs> fast forward to the end and go and have a cold drink, preferably of the alcoholic variety like I have been for the past five days straight, because we're in trouble, Lightning. So tell us tell us more, Cutters. We're obviously mid-pandemic. There is sickness, illness. There are deaths worldwide. You're saying tennis is in ICU. You're saying tennis is on its deathbed. What, what are we talking about? Have you been reading the news, Lightning? Have you been checking uh, the the Twitter, the, the TikTok, and the Instagram? <laughs> um, I'm not cool enough to say the Insta, so I'll call it the Instagram. Good recovery, Catford. The Graham. Lightning... What is going on? I mean, most sports have been smart enough during a pandemic to just shut up, go into lockdown and hold your ground. Hmm. But tennis has just been rapidly declining. It's been sliding down the list of my favorite sports. And to be honest, sports that were struggling pre-pandemic and ones that, you know, I've had maybe a certain penchant for, like cockfighting, have overtaken tennis. <laughs> Bullfighting is more popular than tennis right now if you were to poll the public because at least with bullfighting you don't have some matador dancing in a sweaty club and then going out and playing basketball the next day and then kissing 6,000 fans collectively spraying them with your man juice just to infect an entire nation because that's what the Joker's been doing. Should we be surprised? I've seen most of the Batman films. Someone raining terror down on a, an unexpected population? Should we be surprised all this time? He is the Joker. What a wanker. And I'm honestly getting to the point. For a while here, I was like, early on in his career, I'm like, yeah, you're kind of funny. You do the Maria Sharapova serve. You know, you sometimes swap the tennis racket with the ball kids. I'll give you a free pass. You're winning some Grand Slams. That's cute. I wonder, do we have to officially stamp him with dickhead status? Because... <laughs> It's a fine line, and he has just jumped over that line by infecting two nations in the mighty EU. I say, Novak, you're a dickhead, but we wish you a speedy and safe recovery. But Lightning, let's put it in context. It's for charity. Think of the children. Uh, yes. Let's, let's just put this all in perspective. I think it was a good strategic move. Invite... 
many of the world's top 10, most of your closest competitors, get them into a small contained area. Of course, infect Grigor Dimitrov first. No one will notice that that guy's not performing on court. (laughs) And the question still remains, did Dimitrov get the virus from his close proximity to Novak or the outfit that he was sporting in the Australian Open? Yes. (laughs) Which ironically also went viral for all the wrong reasons. We should have been queued off, Cutters. It, I, I can appreciate you're not in a good way at this time. The death of tennis is before us. But I, I urge you to, to, to dig deep, Cutters, to, to just find whether there's anything that you can be excited about amidst the dog pile that is the state of tennis currently. Let's dive in to come on and see whether there's anything to salvage from the sickness. I've got nothing in my head. I'm just... Really excited and I want to hug the whole stadium. So Katas, Katas, tell me, what are you excited about? Well, Lightning, they say that every dickhead has a silver lining. And in this case, it's clearly the drama. Lightning, the drama. We were all feeling over the last few years that it was getting tiresome. We talked about the fact that Serena was still hunting down the last Grand Slam to overtake Margaret Court. And Mm. you had on the men's side, the top three utterly dominating. How do you throw a cat amongst the pigeons? You get the players infected. You know, they were looking like they were out of touch with the common man. What better way, what better antidote for elitism than having a pandemic with no antidote? I think it's a fantastic twist. It's a modern twist. It's something that even J.K. Rowling wouldn't have thought up the idea, you know, in her, I'm guessing when she's sitting at home smoking a massive joint, inventing new dragons with strange names, even she couldn't have thought of the idea to get Novak Djokovic to summon all of his fraternity, bring them together across two nations and infect a bunch of people whilst show ponying about just riling against the rules of common sense. And it was mm. brilliant because, as they say on the streets of Copenhagen, that karma, it's a bitch. Um, <laughs> and it is. Karma is a bitch. And it's best served by Grigor Dimitrov, uh, as it turns out. <laughs> but we're not playing any blame game here. Uh, sorry, I digress. Just the drama lightning. I love it. I love the fact that you know, mm. players are fighting with each other. I love the fact that let's look at the graph, the progression of championship prize money, Lightning. Let's look at that over the years. So if we trace back to the dawn of tennis in the start of the 20th century, disparity between women and men's prize money mm. and Billie Jean King, Venus Williams, all of these amazing women bridging the gap. Finally, you know, at the late 2000s, start of 2010, Finally, that gap is closed. And what I cannot wait to see is the reverse gap starting to widen because there is no way that I am having men being paid the same amount as women these days because they have single-handedly put the sport back 30 years in the public eye. So women should be getting paid double. Parody is for losers. I want to see the top 10 men groveling to the various tennis federations for getting the crumbs from Naomi Osaka's table. And that's all I have to say about that. So I am excited, Lightning. I can sense this, Caddis. You're up off your deathbed in celebrating the, the drama that is 
this pandemic. And uh, we need to fill in our listeners. We're, of course, referring to a, a tournament that was put on by Djokovic in Serbia. Oh, the- yes, facts. <laughs> Insert facts here. <laughs> it's okay, Cutters. We all know what you're talking about. You know, this won't be the last time I've had to field off queries around what Cutters is on about and what Cutters is on and all those other questions that are continuously asked. <laughs> We're talking about the Adria tournament that, as we said, Djokovic headlines it, creates it, gets Serbia and Croatia, Montenegro, other countries involved to host it between June and July. Every other smart, reasonable sport is shutting down, is going in. Djokovic is not only hosting a tournament, he's putting fans in the stands. He's putting small ball children on the court with him who he would hug and take photos with and, you know, hand rackets to and cough on and so this is what's going on this is what we're talking about and of course no one no one was surprised to then find out that at this very tournament that as you alluded to cutters they were not only playing tennis but were playing basketball in breaks they were going to bars topless of course mid-pandemic and twerking on each other that was for charity that particular one sure, sure. was for the children. Think of the children, like Sure. Okay. Disregard that. Disregard that. The, the twerking at the bars, that was that was for children. Yeah. That whole twerking for at-risk teens has really taken off globally. I hear it's very popular on the TikTok. <laughs> exactly. But the basketball, the tennis, photographs with children, this is all what's going on. And, of course, it was no surprise at all to hear Djokovic contracted COVID-19, as did Dimitrov, as did Bernard Koric, as did Viktor Troiki. These players all contracted the virus at the tournament. So it's got the world up in arms. It was the staging of a tournament which covered no protocols whatsoever and left you know, the tennis world decimated. So Djokovic later came out and said, I deeply apologise for any hit to my reputation that this may have caused, and I will... uh... (laughs) Did he actually say that? No, he didn't, but he might as well have. Uh, Of course, the tour was put on as a philanthropic exercise to raise money for struggling tennis players. By that, I assume he means doubles players. Uh, I'm not sure, but basically holds a tournament mid-pandemic and infects the crowd. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And he's later claimed that the excessive, in his words, criticism that he's received is nothing but a witch hunt. Exactly. Which I would like him to refer to his personal witch doctor, who's also recommended that (laughs) one can heal themselves using the power of the mind. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I I believe in most circles he's now referred to as uh, Novak Djokovic, uh, which I think is a fair title. <laughs> I think maybe that's the new hashtag. It's Novax Jokovid. <laughs> Very good. I mean, I, I I think the term dickhead is short and sweet, but I'll go with yours for the sake of it. <laughs> exactly. But of course, we'd love to hang it on him. We'd love to hold him responsible for you know basically starting a second wave, or in fact, pretty much the first wave in Serbia. But it was for charity, so we will kind of we'll let him off. We'll, we'll let him let him off in that sense. Lightning, what are you excited about? Well, Caddis, for me, in the absence of tennis, who cares about hitting balls between each other? I'm interested in the matches happening off-court, and particularly the match of the year to date has been Becker 
v Curios. Boris versus the K-Man, Nick Curios. It, mm. of course, went absolutely bananas when at the aforementioned Adria tournament, Zvarev, who tested negative to the virus, but said because he'd been in close proximity to members of that tournament, he said, I will self-isolate for 14 days. And, of course, our wonderful friend, Sasha Zvarev, ranked number seven in the world, six days later was photographed dancing at a nightclub. <laughs> what do you make of that, Cutters? I mean, it, it fails the, the public sniff test, I think you could say, Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> the public had a sense that this guy was an idiot. I think we felt at the Australian Open when he offered to theoretically give all of his winning prize money to bushfire relief. That mm. was a nice gesture, mm. if not completely implausible. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't help but feel, Catters, what do we need in a moment like this? And that is to have it called out. Cometh the man, cometh the moment. Saint Nick steps up and says, well... He says this, Catters, allow me to read the quote. No, no, I'm sure I'm sure he did it the responsible way, the adult way, and just phoned him directly and kept it out of the public eye, right? Somewhat. Catters, the moment called for more. It calls for a tweet. It called for this tweet. So I wake up and I see more controversial things happening all over the world, but the one that stuck out for me was seeing Zvarev again, man, again, again. How selfish can you be? And, as if to further drive home his point... How selfish can you be? Wow. There you go. He explodes. He explodes, does our Nick. Holds him to account. But of course, it doesn't stop there. And this is, for me, the match that I've been appreciating, Cutters. And then Boris, who, of course, has nothing to do with this entire scenario, bobs his head up and says... Oh, no. I think I think you'll find that Boris was, as far as official psychologist at the <laughs> Labor Cup at the start of the year. It's true. It's true. And yeah, he, he could well have had... So he's defending his patient. That's right. He may have had him on the couch at that very moment when he tweeted back and said, don't like no rats. Anybody telling a fellow sportsman or women is no friend of mine. Look yourself in the mirror and think you better than us at Nick Curios at Farfetch. Uh, note... Farfetch is an online fashion distributor that has no reference <laughs> to the conversation at all. Uh, is he angling for sponsored revenge tweets, uh, Boris? I don't know. I don't know. To clear up the air, he then clarified it with a tweet that said, We all live in a pandemic called COVID-19. It's terrible and it's killed too many lives. We should protect our families and loved ones and follow the guidelines but still don't like rats, at Nick Curios, <laughs> at Farfetch. <laughs> As if to say, if you've been hit by a devastating respiratory illness, perhaps some boutique French fashion is what you're after. Try Farfetch. Thank you, Boris. But I'm guessing then that just kind of shut St. Nick down and he was able to just kind of go away and, and focus on practicing yeah just like on court he just allowed this to go through unquestioned the ball was well wide and he took it on the chin no cutters no the k-man responds back rats for holding someone accountable strange way to think of it champion i'm just looking out for people when my family and families all over the world have respectfully done the right thing and you have a goose waving his arms around i'm a say something wow yeah wow 
Absolutely. And he doesn't stop there, Cutters. He says, for goodness sake, Boris, I'm not competing or trying to throw anyone under the bus. It's a global pandemic. And if someone as idiotic as Alex is to do what he's done, I'm calling him out. Simple. There you go. And of course, he's tweeting away. He's gone forehand, backhand, forehand, backhand, and then just does a little dicky volley on the side, starts a new tweet and says, Boris Becker is a bigger donut than I thought. Can hit a volley. Obviously not the sharpest tool in the shed, though. Bang. Little drop shot. Boom. Just to... Just to bring him into net. Drop shot and drops the mic. Loves it. <laughs> but look, they're both raised good points. Mm. You know, I don't like rats either. And I also don't like rich playboy Germans partying and infecting people unnecessarily. But then for St. Nick to just frame it in the right way and say, general public, nobody likes a ginger donut. Boom. <laughs> Year after year, Grand Slam after Grand Slam. I mean, you make it look so easy, and obviously mm. it isn't. How do, how do you keep doing it? Yeah, look, uh, there's no secret behind it, you know. I mean, definitely a very talented player. Cut, <laughs> 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 it's time for our fed up and our poo down amidst the, the drama that is. Who, in your eyes, who's fedding up? Who's pooing down? Well, Lightning... Fed up is named after the great man himself. I'm choosing Roger Federer. I think it's uh, a man who's known best for his timing on court, but he's possibly outdone himself with his timing off court by selecting this pandemic period to just tune up the body. You know, he announced pre-French Open that he was going to undergo knee surgery, which was going to keep him out of a run at the French. And then now he's, I think, announced a second surgery a lengthier he's surgery. had it yeah yeah he has had so he's recovering from that now and you know also some additional unnecessary procedures like um shaving off his cheekbones and a bit of mm. liposuction on the, the lower <laughs> buttock left buttock it was looking a little lopsided i don't know what was going on there but just some cosmetic things also and i think mm. that's great he's going to come back looking like Dolly Parton circa 1995, a million bucks. And I, for one, can't wait to see him in phase two of his career. He's showing no signs of slowing down. So it's it's like being in a Formula One race, you're lagging behind and just deciding I'm going to take a 15-minute pit stop. I do not care. But this car is going to be awesome for the next race. I believe, Cutters, when he went in for his cosmetic work, they said, you know, it can take five years off your life. And he took that straight away. So, you know, <laughs> you little beauty, a few more slams left in the tank. So, Yeah. You've got the Golden Grand Slam when you win the Australian, the French, Wimbledon, US, and the Olympics, which he's up for next year. Yes. But I believe it's the Platinum Slam if you win those five and the Zurich Beauty Pageant. So he's still in the running. <laughs> and my poo down is, um, and it gives me no joy in saying this lightly. <laughs> it couldn't be. It couldn't in spite be. of the laughter you're hearing, these are <laughs> tears of, of trauma. My poo down is Sasha Zverev. No. And um, How? It's ridiculous, I know. Sasha just, he surprised me. I thought he'd turned the corner a little bit. The Australian Open, he'd done well. He made the semis there, which was unprecedented. Mm -hmm. And um, again, like I said earlier, Sasha, put your head down, 
Go quiet. No one needs to hear from you during a pandemic. It's fine. You were actually on the curve upwards in the popular approval rating. But instead, you you essentially tell us that you're going to self-isolate for 14 days and you're out partying like a sweaty, sweaty hunk. And I know given your Grand Slam record that being able to do something for 14 days in a row is not your forte, but you could have tried it. I just want you to sit at home and do nothing, you beautiful, beautiful underperforming tennis man. <laughs> it did. It did feel rather fitting with his open form to go out early. Uh, he just. You know, <laughs> there's no other way, there, Sasha. No. So he's my poo down. What's your fed up, Lightning? My fed up is uh, St. Nick. We have already talked about him. The man has just impressed me to no end, mainly because he's just calling it out. He has become the voice of reason. He's become the Oprah Winfrey, the, the voice we galvanized by. He's become, the, he's become the Greta Thunberg of the tennis world, of speaking truth mm. to power, of, of mm. holding people to account. He said sentences like, how selfish can you be? He, he's held Dominic Team to account, who he's said is not on the same intellectual level. As curious, wow. he's called people out for partying like potatoes. He has just come out firing <laughs> on all cylinders. Of course, he's already called Becker a donut. There is nothing left in the can for for Saint Nick. He has just he's been the voice of reason. This is the bloke who's who's usually the one whose head we're pulling in, and he's he's speaking truth. He's making sense, and and he's the only one who seems to actually have his head around this whole ordeal. So he's got to be my fed up cutters my favorite tweet was uh where he echoes yours and my sentiments cutters of just how he feels about tennis generally this is what he said to zvarev he says if you have the audacity this is my favorite tweet if you have the audacity to f-ing put a tweet that made your management write on your behalf saying that you're going to self-isolate for 14 days and apologizing to the f-ing public for putting their health at risk, at least have the audacity to stay inside for 14 days. My God, Jesus, man, pissing me off. This tennis world is pissing me off. Seriously, how selfish can you all get? Oh, I love it. Incredible. Love it. It's like Mahatma Gandhi remixed for Gen Y. <laughs> it's outstanding. <laughs> The man is a modern prophet. And have we been just misunderstanding him this whole time? I mean, let's face it. Jesus didn't exactly go down well with the people of the day. And I think St. Nick has been unfairly maligned. So the question is, have we just been misreading the signals? Mm. You know, I remember now with more fondness, I remember when in the early stages of the US Open a couple of years ago, when he launched his racket out of the stadium uh, yes. on the outer court and hit someone who was going to buy something at the uh, gift shop. Now, was that just a warning against consumerism? <laughs> that time that he called for a bathroom break and went inside and smashed three rackets, was he just potentially trying to draw attention to irritable bowel syndrome? <laughs> so... <laughs> That's right. Who's to say that small child he took out with a flying racket in front of the gift shop wasn't going to take that said racket he was going to purchase from the gift shop and maim some other small children at his local high school? That could have been the next Hitler. We always run that scenario in our heads. St. Nick saw the future. That kid was a liability. (laughs) 
Exactly. I'm going to be looking a lot closer at who he throws his next chair at in the stands, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's essentially a slightly more intelligent version of a sniffer dog at an airport. <laughs> we should take him to an airport and just give him a stack of chairs. <laughs> and as dodgy looking passengers come off the plane... Now, Lightning, I presume your poo down is also Zverev, but for conversation's <laughs> sake, I'll just officially ask you, who is your poo down? Sasha Zverev. No, it is not this time, Catters. It is none other than the 20-year-old Ukrainian and 25th ranked player, Diana Yastremska. Oh, huge fan. Huge fan. fan. Has been on yes. the rise and has just... Dropped down a few pegs, not in the rankings, but in basically the eyes of humanity. She has put a, a picture on- It's a big call. It's, it's a big call. Well, let's let her actions- Are we still talking about Zverev or- <laughs> You be the judge, Catters, as you often are. We found a social media post that actually Asaka called out, and it was of her doing what appeared to be Catters- Blackface. Catters, is blackface an appropriate thing to post on Twitter in the year 2020? Not at the best of times, Lightning, I would say, but coming off the great momentum of the Black Lives Matter, I would say, read the room. <laughs> yes, Dremska, read the room. <laughs> well, basically, she took a photo of herself with half black face and actually half body. She was topless in this photo and had painted, a, a drawn a line down the middle of her, of her body and on one half had painted it completely black, attempting, she says, to spread a message of equality, a message she believes has been dreadfully misunderstood when she was called out for appearing to do blackface. When we say appearing, she appeared with a black face. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Uh, 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 it's only half a blackface lightning, oh. so I think the response should have been at least 50% less severe as a result. I think sure. she's been unfairly treated. Yeah, And look, she's probably disappointed half of the planet, so that's probably a fair enough response. So the same was said of her Ku Klux Klan calendar she put out early in the year. Uh <laughs> Doesn't believe that was in good taste. She, I mean, she did it to sink in with Wimbledon to go with the kind of white attire. She believed it was fitting um, yeah. and on point. I mean, in the least, she scored Tennis Sandgren as a boyfriend as a result. <laughs> exactly. And again, tennis is the real winner. So it wasn't a moment we were expecting to see amidst mid-pandemic, a rise of the blackface. To be honest, to be honest, I do feel for her. She did come out and say there was actually a photo that was about equality of trying to say we're all equal, you know, we're black and white and all of that. And she has said these pictures divided people and they were meant to unite. I feel for her. However, as you said, Catters, read the freaking room. <laughs> I mean, for me, Catters, it's a black and white issue, isn't it? I mean, it's, uh, you know... Unfortunately, that was the advice her agent gave her only days prior. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it reminds me of the time lightning that I took a selfie with that rhino that I just shot in the sub-Saharan Africa. Um, 
where I moved its limp mouth up and down to do a TikTok trying to raise awareness of animal rights. And it just, it can backfire so quickly these days. But can I ask, Addis, was it for charity? It was, think of the children rhinos, Lightning. Think of the children rhinos. But I, I got to say, if listeners only take one thing away from this episode, it's that the only thing that can actually trump Zverev for a poo down has to be someone doing blackface <laughs> and posting it on social media. That's what it takes to not to knock Zverev off his turd perch. <laughs> Tennis 2.0. Well, Lightning Tennis 2.0, it's a concept that has been in and out of the lineup here on the show, depending on my mood and whether I'm getting restless with the tennis format. You know, I'm always looking for an opportunity to improve tennis, but I have been trumped by a man who is looking to innovate the sport with, let's be fair to say, a fair bit of greater change than I could have even anticipated. During the quarantine period, Patrick Moritoglu, who's the man behind Serena Williams' success, a man that's very well respected within the tennis world, he has come up with a whole new format that he thinks will revolutionize the sport. His words, not mine, people are getting bored of the tennis format. They're getting older, and the older folks are happy to sit through what he describes as a marathon of a sport, to sit through many hours of tennis for a single match. But he said the younger kids, he's maybe been on the TikTok. Has he been on the Instagram? I don't know. But he's trying to tap into the younger segment, the youth demographic. And part of that has been to come up with this new format that he calls Ultimate Tennis Showdown. So the UTS, which kicked off on the weekend, it starts with good intentions, I think. I just wanted to run you quickly through his concept, the framework of how this would work. So one hour per match. It's a one hour format. It's in four quarters. The service alternates for every two points. There's a 15 second service shot clock. And you can have four times... 30-second timeouts, so one per quarter, where you can call a timeout and have your coach on court to give you a quick pep talk. Yeah, good. It sounds fresh. It sounds interesting. Tell me more. However, was that enough for Mr. Moritoglu? No, it wasn't, because he had to go that extra step and introduce what's called UTS cards. So there are these special cards that each player receives, a la Uno. These cards include... Minus one, which is your opponent gets one serve instead of two. Then you've got win in three shots maximum. So you play this card and your opponent is forced to win the point in a maximum of three shots. Then you have a winner's count for three points. So if you play that card and you can strike a winner, you get three points. So we've gone from a very simple structure to the most complicated (laughs) series of cards that are played. Because when you play a card, your opponent can't release a card. You can't play a card in any sudden death period. Cards can only be played once. Then you also have the complexity of the fact that this whole system is explained on YouTube by a Frenchman, so it's subtitled. (laughs) Um, So nothing is easy. Can I ask, do they have a... Joker card where it then releases a devastating <laughs> pandemic amongst those who've gathered. 
The Joker can't. No, do it's a massive oversight. Massive <laughs> oversight. Catas, if you were to create cards, what cards would you be creating? Well, Lightning, I I know for a fact that uh, Boris was trying to meddle a little bit with Zverev's stack of cards and put a few of the far-fetched business cards in there for an extra plug on live television, which was a great effort. Uh, look, I'm in favor of any new innovations, Lightning, as long as it's for charity, for the children. <laughs> And just on that, I thought it was innovative as well that Djokovic chose to play the charity card in the <laughs> aftermath. <laughs> oh, but I can't, is it the whole thing was a farce and all the ways they tried to spruce it up. They not only did this card farce, a full changing of the scoring system, they gave every player a name. So they had eight players and they gave them names like the French star, Poulet. They called him the French flair. Tsitsipas played. They called him the Greek god. Brown, Dustin Brown played. They called him the artist. They also had the sniper, the virtuoso. Dominic Team was to play. He was going to be called Dommy. <laughs> they, they could not find anything good about the way he plays tennis. I'm sorry, but if pre-tournament the draw was announced that I was playing the Greek god and I was to be nicknamed Dommy, I too would be withdrawing at the speed of Zeus. <laughs> Ridiculous. So little Dommy and then, yeah, it doesn't front up. And in the end, the Hammer won the tournament. The Hammer Berrettini, of course. Uh, of course. Of had course. we had the chance to name him, we would have, of course, called him Little Hats. But apparently the Hammer was a little bit more of a, a popular. The only other player in the lineup was David Goffin. Yes. What would you suspect he might be called, Catters? Uh, have a, have, a, have uh, a stab. What's what's Goffin called? The Belgian battler. <laughs> ah, good. Catters, I would have taken that over this. They had the sniper, virtuoso, the artist, the Greek god, the French flair, David Goffin, the wall. <laughs> <laughs> no, we really like the way you play the game. You're the wall. Uh, and uh, uh, you can return serve to drying paint. <laughs> Love it. I didn't understand a word you're saying, but it was, it's not important. Catters, it's time to take us home. We, of course, would ordinarily be talking about a tournament. We can't yet because there isn't one. We, we've just passed the week that Wimbledon would have been playing. The US Open is scheduled to play. The cases in the US are still increasing. And yet, at this stage, at time of recording, we are expecting still a US Open to happen. And then two weeks after that, a French Open to go ahead. All could change in the next minute, day, week. But as it stands, we're going to see a US Open, my friend. There's every potential that there'll be no Federer. Djokovic is speaking about his hesitations. And Nadal has booked in playing Madrid one week after the US Open. There's speculation he may not be there. We may have a US Open with no fans, no Nadal, no Federer, no Djokovic. <laughs> What are we even doing, Catters? What, what, what are we waiting for with this uh, US Open business? Uh, it's, it's a good question, Lightning. Um, is the wall going to be there? <laughs>
That's right, the fan favourite. I really think it's going to be deflating to try and watch this tournament taking place. And I know that the lead-up tournament is also going to be at Flushing Meadows. So essentially, these players are just going to be locked in this outpost of New York, forced to play two tournaments back-to-back at a substandard level of play, let's face it, because a lot of the big guns aren't showing up. And I mean, also, I was just really disappointed to hear that they were thinking of taking out the wheelchair event as well, which, Correct. you know, when they announced that they were taking away the wheelchair, uh, I was not just saddened, I was shocked because, I mean, that's going to make it very hard for those athletes to try and get around court, let alone hit a ball. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure, Callis, they're going to take away their wheelchairs. I think they were taking away the wheelchair category. Oh, Oh, Sorry. okay, okay. Yeah, well, that, that, that makes a lot more sense. I, I just thought to add insult to injury. <laughs> I mean, they are talented athletes, but I'm not sure they're that talented, Catters. So. I, just, I might need to just delete a few mean-spirited tweets that I've sent to <laughs> at US Open. Um. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, Catters, as it stands, we are yet expecting a US and a French Open. We may not have the big names, but it's going to be, for points, it's going to be uh, to become a slam holder. So we wait and see, and pending that, viewers, you will hear from us as it nears. In the meantime, I have come up with a segment to occupy some time between now and whenever that next Open is. Listeners, I am proposing this. Between now and then, come up with your best Top 10 player UTS nickname. Yes. If Goffin is the wall, what is Djokovic? Who is Serena Williams? Who is Dominic Team? Well, we know he's Dommy. But who is, you know, pick a player. Who's, if, if, you, if you could be so bold as to try and improve upon Dommy, <laughs> you're welcome to. Exactly. And we will put it to him. We are going to post them on our Instagram page. We're going to post through our Facebook channels. We're going to send them to this bloke himself, to UTS, and say, we got some better ideas. So, listeners, get them to us. We'll create them, and you'll see them through our socials between now and the next Open. In the meantime, look, we'd also encourage you to review and share the show. We love what we're doing. We hope you do, too. And we'd love to have a few more people jump on board and, of course, jump on to Instagram with the Backhanders and Facebook where you can travel along with us. Catters, final thoughts from you before we sign off. For those listeners that log into Farfetch Fashion uh, in the next 24 hours, you can get a 25% discount when you insert the code GINGERDONUT. Oh, well, thank you, Catters. Thank you, listeners. Until next time, quiet, please. Isn't it called the Golden Glance? Isn't it called the Golden Grand Slam when you win the Australian, the French, the Wimbledon? Isn't it the Golden? Isn't it actually the Golden Glance? <laughs> <laughs> It's not the golden gay time. No, Catters. <laughs> um, isn't it actually the golden... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>